Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. I'm Sergeant Steve Ream with Silent Witness today, and I'm hosting the 5-0 show. Today I'm joined by our producer, Ed, again. Thank you for so much that you do for the show. Thank you for Bonneville for the time every week on this show. And the opportunity to talk to the men and women of law enforcement. Today, uh, I'm joined by retired Sergeant Don Steinmetz. And uh, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Steve. And he is the best producer I've ever met. Right. Well, he's the only one. But he's great. Than that, yeah. So, uh, Don, I this is the first time we've met so far. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording. And very interesting career in life. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell me how uh, the beginning of your life started out and then how you got into law enforcement. Well, um, uh, well, the beginning of life, uh, you would have to talk to mom and dad about that. Uh, but needless to say, I am from the Missouri, the Ozarks. I was born in the Ozarks. And uh, and that's kind of interesting because uh, yeah. with the yeah the DNA down there missing in and that just left duh. But needless to say, I was born there. My father was a Kansas City, Missouri police officer for over thirty years, as well as my uncle. He was a bomb and arson guy. Uh, I was up there in uh, Kansas City at the time and uh, came down to Phoenix to visit my mother. And within two months, she left and went to Wisconsin, so that tells something about me. Uh, she just took off. So, but I ended up staying here. And in 1979, I joined the Phoenix Police Department as a, you know, just a standard patrolman. What, what drew you to policing and law enforcement? Well, um, you know, my father was a police officer. Uh, police, police work was one of those things where you have that level of excitement and, and there's some adventure to it every day because everything's different. Every single day is a different day. And so that's what makes it kind of appealing. And then there's the, the action, if you will. And the, thirdly, probably one of the most important things is that you, you know at the end of the day you can impact people in a positive way if you choose to do so. So there's a lot of positive things out of it that you get out of being, being a police officer. Absolutely. So you joined the Phoenix Police Department in 1979. And you retired as a sergeant in 2014? That's correct. And then what are some of the details that you held in that time? Well, uh, I spent uh, patrol, and then in the uh, middle 80s, I went to the vice enforcement squad. That's where uh, you dealt with um, uh, sex workers, I guess what they call them now, and all the other things that were going on in that particular subculture which was kind of fun and exciting and then i went to organized crime bureau for a short period of time working gambling stuff and and asset forfeitures and then then i went to narcotics for a while and then went to the dea task force and worked on the dea task force which i was on the border doing some stuff chasing people around a little bit at times and then i became a sergeant and went to uh, Central City Precinct, which is the center of town, basically, and then went back to narcotics. And uh, eventually I ended up at the airport uh, doing some anti-terrorism stuff with other people and as eventually the bomb dog sergeant when I retired, by the time I retired. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Quite a quite a career you had there. Yeah, the nobody place. wanted to keep me. I kept like, hey, go somewhere else. Thank you. And so I ended up going somewhere else. So it was great. 
Yeah, that's great. If you were to give someone advice that wanted to be a police officer or was just getting into being policing and law enforcement, what would you tell them? Oh, I've actually did this. Some young uh, young man was uh, applying for a police job. My my wife's a forensic scientist. She's in charge of the Glendale Police Lab. Uh, he was going over there to inquire about being a police officer. And the most important thing I tell people nowadays is because of the social media, that the, these these iPhones, the ridiculousness of the lack of communication we have verbally with anybody, is 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 learn how to put your phone down and talk to people. I mean, the most important thing, a skill we're losing is the ability to talk to people. And I think that includes in law enforcement because everything's so computerized and somebody's concerned about everything, about their cameras or whatever. They just got to learn how to talk to people in a nice, even under and listening to people, talking to people and listening, be a good listener. Those are the, probably the most important components about being a police officer, I think. And a lot of us don't do it. Sometimes you know you see it all the time on TV where they're not listening or evaluating the circumstances. They're just forcing themselves into this person's dilemma, which, as you know, is when police are coming, they're not calling you on their best day. It's usually their worst day. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Usually, when as police officers, when we interact with someone, it's usually their worst day. Absolutely, and we deal with. I I tell people that it's when every day we deal with people, it's their worst day of their right. life. Empathy is something that uh, police officers need, but not to the point where you lay, lay your guards down. Lay your guard down to where you actually put yourself in harm's way. There's there's a fine line between those things. You can do both, but be firm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that comes it, with experience. It comes with experience, but the most important thing is talking, because the first thing they see you is your uniform. So there's an automatic judgment on you. So how you communicate through that uniform is the most important factor after that is if you come off harsh and you know then you've just verified everything they thought about police officers at that point no you're absolutely right and there was something else i wanted to talk about before we start recording again you you mentioned um two things but one thing i wanted to hit on was you're a volunteer firefighter yes you were? yeah when i retired I, my wife didn't want me sitting around at the house she didn't want me anywhere near the house obviously changed the address and the locks but she said go do something and so i ended up being a volunteer firefighter up in the mountains and then became a uh getting i got involved in wildland firefighting and i was involved in a the tinder fire which was a, a pretty significant that was a big fire, fire, was a big fire right? at happy jack area and we're 40 homes and stuff like that so that you know i've been a police officer for a long time but that was frightening you know when you deal with fire i can't imagine did were you close to the flames oh, i got pictures of me right there as it was coming and then we went into the uh, the fire environment and started putting out fires around houses or houses or something like that. Before we were going in, I was wondering what these huge explosions were. And I go, what are those explosions? And it's apparently the um, propane tanks that were gassing off and blowing up. And I go, oh, I'm not going in there. Yeah, but I ended up going in there and it was an interesting experience. Yeah, that's really interesting yeah. to me. I mean, public service and law enforcement and then after you retired you continued your public service and wildland firefighting how what made you want to do that uh just something something different to do uh you know a friend of mine was involved in it and i go that looks like you know again when you're in law enforcement or or certain aspects in the military you do like you 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 get 
kind of like the what's the expression uh, adrenaline junkie you like adrenaline the adrenaline rush uh, cleaning house and making crock pot dinners wasn't doing for me so i needed to find something else that i could could do that and i always do something that kind of does on uh, tip of the tip of the edge of excitement or challenges like my stand-up career because that's the one of the most you know they say that Talking in front of a, a group of people is one of the most frightening things people can do, but it's also an adrenaline rush if you do it well. So it's one, you know, there's you got to find something to keep your life vibrant and exciting. You know, anything. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice, and that's very interesting. And it brings up a good point. Uh, comedy. Apparently, I've I heard you started comedy while you were still a police officer, and yes. you're still involved in it now. Do you want to? Talk about yeah, how you I, got was, into I that. was in comedy when I was a uh, in police department. It was I used to teach at the academy and teach other places, uh, um, and uh, and I used a sense of humor to help because I think people learn better when they are in they're enjoying the subject matter they're dealing with. So if you can get them laughing, they're more engaged in in the subject matter you're talking about. So I used it when I taught the academy all the time. Um, Comedy is interesting because it is basically tragedy uh, plus time equals humor. Everything has a humorous perspective. That's why most famous comedians have these very, very, uh, like the Richard Pryors and stuff who had their their past and their childhoods were really either bad or dysfunctional or problem. So it made you a better comedian. So being a police officer, seeing all the tragedy and seeing the other stuff that we all do, it uh, you have to find a way to outlet it. A lot of people outlet it through they allow their anger to build up or they drink or they do this or they become shells within themselves and don't communicate with the general public or have friends outside of law enforcement. I chose a different direction and that was humor. I never thought of it like that before. It's real interesting to compare it and the outlet and a healthy outlet to me. Laughter is one of the best medicines you can have. Law enforcement, what we have is we have to have a better sense of humor about ourselves. And we don't sometimes. We always shell up thinking it's us versus them. But uh, I think that some of the best cops I knew were the guys that were just kind of – some people would accuse them a bit loose or something like that. But they were just relaxed and, and they engaged people and they used humor and stuff. And those are good role models for a lot of people. I would definitely agree with that. Someone that's relaxed is a good role model, gets along with well with people. The calls for service that we deal with go a lot easier mm-hmm. that way. It's a lot easier to, to, to ratchet up into a situation where you have to be more aggressive in a situation than it is start in an aggressive approach and then try to ratchet down and be that person's friend. It never works out. Yeah, I've seen it a thousand times where they go in and they're really aggressive and yelling and screaming. And then all of a sudden, oh, I want to. All right, let's talk about this. I go, that ain't going to work, man. You got to you could always work your way up, but you can never work down. Yeah. So uh, you toured around the country doing. Yeah, comedy? I've been uh, from uh, all over the country, from Boston to Florida to to Washington, you know, all four points from uh, the improv, the Miami improv, the to uh, the Kansas City improv, you know, all over wherever I can. I do corporate work once in a while where I'll do, you know, do jokes like I did it for – I've done it for the Arizona Narcotics Association. I've done it for the Klan Lab Directors Association in Boston. So I do stuff because I have not only family stuff I do in my material, but I also talk about being a police officer and a firefighter at times. And 
you own a comedy club or you're I'm a, a partner. Owner? I'm a I'm a minor partner in a comedy club called Stir Crazy out in Westgate. Okay. It's a wonderful little comedy club and and uh, uh, very reasonable priced and for a date night kind of thing. So it's a it's a cool little club. Nice. That's cool. Can you tell me a joke that we can say on air? Can I tell you? See, that's the great thing about stand-up. When you're, when you're a comedian is the first thing they say, for, hey, uh, you're a comedian. Uh, tell me a joke. And and it's like, oh, my gosh, that you are so hacky. That's not right. No, just not you, but it's just people. Yeah. And it's real hard to say that, you know. It's just, uh, to, to, you know, to figure out something like uh, a joke. Because most of my jokes what. have a story to it. Right. Yeah. It's not like uh, – what do you call two policemen that walk into a bar? You know, like that. Uh, you know, just to like uh, yeah, you gotta have a story off to duty. It. Yeah, you can't say anything. You don't know what else they're doing there. You know. Well, I'm sorry. I wish I, I no, wish no, I no. planned I, it. I put you on the spot there. Yeah. What uh, what would you want your legacy to be? As people to remember you by at the police department and in life and generally your personal professional well, life. You know, interesting about that. And I'll try to keep it quick. Is that when you're a police officer and you retire, uh, the day you leave, uh, the it's like you're on a bus. You get off the bus at the bus stop and the bus keeps going and never comes back again. So people rarely remember you after a few years off the department. Nobody knows you anymore unless you, you know, even chiefs and stuff like that. So uh, my impact is obviously I'm on the board of directors of the museum is try to bring continue the history of the Phoenix Police Department to a point where people can go back and maybe not know individuals, but know the history of the police department. That's great. And the 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 police museum is downtown off of Jefferson? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, downtown. It's in the old court building. All right. Well, thank you, Don, for joining us today. You know, again, thank uh, Ed for the producing here and Bonneville for giving us this time. Just like to remind anybody, if they have a felony crime and they have information, to call Silent Witness at 480 Witness or go on our website at silentwitness.org. And thanks for listening again. I'm Sergeant Steve Ream. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.